Welcome to Critical Blues Reviews. I'm your host, Critical. What's the word, everyone? And I would like to say, please continue making me last by giving listener support to the podcast and also share with a friend. Tell uh, people that's out there that you know that's going to be in traffic, you know, check out the podcast, especially if it's a movie that you weren't sure about checking out. You know, I'll try to give my best opinion or what I feel. I got, all I can do is give my best or what I feel and try and be, uh, give my best description. I would say that about the film and uh, hopefully that'll make up your mind if you would want to see the film or not want to see the film. But I'll say at least check these films out and I definitely, definitely would say check this film out no matter what the rating I'm going to give it. Now, what we will be reviewing today or this morning, <laughs> depending on how you, whenever you listen to it, uh, what we will be reviewing, we will be reviewing Black and Blue. Now, the director for this film is Dion Taylor. They directed Meet the Blacks, Supremacy, and Traffic. The writer for this film is Peter A. Dowling. They are responsible for Flight Plan and Reasonable Doubt. You also have, uh, well, I'll let you know the uh, logline for this film. It's about a black rookie police officer who witnesses and records on her, um, on her body camera uh, a crime involving police officials. Now, she has to find a way to stay alive to get the evidence to the right authority, and that evidence is the body camera. Now, uh, the characters for this film, you have Alicia West, played by Naomi Harris. You might have seen her in 28 Days Later in Moonlight. Um, this, the actress, man, she she was really good in this film. She, beautiful energy, beautiful woman. And her voice, you know, I kind of want to wish she was on my GPS to kind of get me to where I needed to go. And, nice, you know, nice... Uh, you know, that British British accent, you know what I mean? It's, it's very soothing when she speaks. But she did her thing. I mean, she played a Southern American. And one thing about, uh, the, the interesting thing about Naomi Harris, I mean, yes, she's a, a black immigrant from the UK. She's a British Jamaican. But what she did uh, specify that she wanted to basically put respect on the name of the foundational, that foundational black American character. You know, and um, I'll get more into the whole character thing. I hope I don't forget. But um, but yeah, she actually went in. She did that role. The, the energy was she came in with respect. And there are other uh, black immigrants that have come into the business uh, that actually spoke down on foundational black Americans. And that's the actress for um, for uh, Harriet. She played uh, Harriet. And so, yeah, so that's what, you know, the big thing about it. I know a lot of people were saying they're mostly upset about, you know, uh, I guess Harriet, the actress playing Harriet, that she's not an American um, actress, but it's more to it than that. But I'll, I'll get to that. Actually, I, I saw the Harriet movie, but I'll mention a little bit here and there, but I don't want to take up most of it. 
But um, yeah, so you have Milo Mouse Jackson played by Tyrese Gibson. You might have seen him in Baby Boy and Fast and the Furious 6 and 7. You have Terry Malone played by Frank Grillo. You've seen him in Captain America 2 and 3 and The Purge Anarchy. You have Darius played by Mike Coulter. He was in Luke Cage and Girls Trip. And you have Kevin played by Reed Scott. He uh, played in Veep and My Boys. Now, the story takes place in New Orleans where a rookie police officer by the name of Alicia West, she pulls a double and catches a murder, catches a murder of a local black teen on her body camera, which was done by a police officer, better known as a race soldier. And for those who don't know the difference between a race soldier and a police officer, police officers, they uphold the law. They follow the law. Where you have race soldiers, they actually bend the law. They do all kind of backhanded things. Uh, they try to, um, you know, press you know put their dominance of power you know like you know throwing extra shots and beating up people that's handcuffed then they mostly do this to uh mostly black people uh, you know like it's usually you know if you want to look at it all around approach somebody who isn't white where they do that too but they mostly do it to black people i mean that's who what race soldiers usually do they do extra things you know, uh, cover-ups, not cover-ups, excuse me, um, planting uh, drugs and or weapons and or lying, things of that nature. That, that's a race soldier. So that's the difference between a police officer and a race soldier. But also, they find out that she's a liability, and now the race soldiers are coming after her. Now, also, uh, there's been a lot of information about this film. I actually wasn't interested at first. Like, I heard this movie was coming out and you know it was kind of like i don't i don't know i thought it was a horror movie i kind of was hearing things about this film but not hearing things about it meaning i was hearing things but i really wasn't paying attention to what was being said so i took like little pieces of stuff and you know and kind of formed my own idea but then eventually what started to pierce through more to gain my interest was the simple fact that there were groups of people who oh actually not groups of people but there were people that would pay their money to go see this film and what they would do is once they purchased the film they give them the ticket to another film and then that film they gave the ticket to the patrons that's trying to go see black and blue actually the movie whatever is on that ticket let's say harriet for example um that movie would get credit so that's what got my attention and i also heard that tyrese was behind the uh uh the ticket counter he was selling the ticket so you know it was just a lot of stuff i was kind of like huh interesting i wonder what the controversy is on this film and i dug deeper and we're well, not too deep because i actually didn't see much of the trailer but i kind of went in blind but i I'm, i to be honest went in for the controversy alone like what is it that they don't want us to see? You know what I mean? Because they also did that with Birth of a Nation. But then all of a sudden, it was like, oh, you know, this you know, situation, something that happened years ago, we're going to bring it to light now because he has a Birth of a Nation film. You know, and it was about, um, um, I can't think of his name right now. I can't even think of his name. But anyway, I I'll get back to it. But um, yeah, so uh, as I was saying, I felt that that was interesting that uh other the other movie would get credit you know and they were doing backhanded things and also uh tyrese gibson mentioned that the police officers were trying to ban this film i, I felt that was pretty interesting 
And uh, but on a lighter note, uh, as I go back to Naomi Harris, uh, she actually was retired until she read the script. Uh, she wanted to get out of acting. I think there was another career that she had set in, in, in mind or whatever, but um, that she's more engaged in now. But she wanted to get out and she talked to her people and her people were like, no, please give it a year. Just take a year rest. And as she was taking a year's rest, uh, her people came back a little earlier and she was like, wait a minute, it's not even a year. You know what I mean? Why are you throwing the script in my face? So uh, Miss um, Miss uh, Naomi Harris, she read the script and she fell in love with it. And that's how she came out of retirement. I think that is real dope that this is the film that pulled her back into acting you know, the love of acting. So I thought that was dope. And she's real respectable again to the foundational black Americans. And I feel that's really dope, you know, especially um, to be a black immigrant. I mean, there are a lot of, you know, a lot, a lot of black immigrants that come over here and show much respect, you know, don't get me wrong, but you have others that do come here and they're almost set up to not show respect. You know what I mean? So you gotta, you know, I, I, I'm more weary of that. A lot of people might not know or be familiar with, you know, what is going on with that. But hey, I, I, I've been paying attention to it and, been, and have been looking up information on that. Um, and uh, the also interesting thing too uh, about this film, when I went to the movie, uh, this has never happened to me before. When I went inside the movie theater, I mean, they left it messy. Like I've never walked into a movie theater where there was just trash all over the place and I'm used to going to this movie theater so it's not like my first time going and every time I go to the movie theater it is really clean you know like it, it maybe it might be a cup left somewhere but I never noticed that before and now all of a sudden uh there was just trash everywhere in this particular movie theater and I thought it was just interesting and that they just left this movie theater a mess to go see black and blue they already had enough controversy behind this so I felt like that was interesting. And uh, there's plenty of importance uh, to this film. And uh, the film is a voice for uh, whistleblowers and the real officers that do their jobs to serve and protect. So, you know, it's, it's, it's for those that, you know, it's telling you to stand up for something. You know what I mean? And I understand it's hard. There are a lot of police officers and also black police officers that are not, you know, you know, I, I'm not going to say about the brotherhood, but they just want to do their job. They don't want to do cover ups from the police, you know, do something heinous and things of that nature. But, um, you know, it, it's 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 uh, it, it's hard, you know, for a lot of people to really speak out. I mean, you even I've even heard plenty of stories where you had black police officers that's killed in friendly fire. You know what I mean? And I felt I felt I feel that to be very, very strange. You know what I mean? But I've but I never hear about it but white police officers. Now it's more white police officers in the in the police union. I'm pretty sure that might have happened. Because, you know, but I've I've heard about police officers that do stings that's doing a sting on like police officers that's undercover, but you don't hear any, you know, any police officers getting killed. You know. For some reason, they have restraints, in which we've seen. We've seen police officers with restraints and with, you know, around mainly white people. And so it's, you just understand it and, you know, and know what it is. I mean, but with for some reason with the black officers, a lot of them, 
you know, it's friendly fire. You know what I mean? So you don't really know what the context is. You don't know if it was really friendly fire or there's some, uh, you know, some something controversial behind that, behind these black uh, friendly fire shootings from the police department. But, you know, not to get straight off too far off subject. Um, but yeah, so it, it's it's uh, it's kind of hard. I understand it would be hard for police to speak out, but it's you know they're going to have to. I know there was there were some police officers that spoke out in New York, and they wanted to speak out against the racism that was going on in in the, the police stations. They had like a quick talk about it, but they didn't really like pl- you know prolong it. They didn't want to dig into it too much. It was just one conference, and that's that. And then. Every, and everything gets quiet and those police officers have to go back to their regular lives, the ones that are actually doing good and doing real policing. Um, also, this movie, it shines a light on white supremacist race soldiers in the police department. And you question yourself to like, like in 2006 with the FBI agents warning the government uh, that white supremacist groups infiltrated the police department and no one is questioning these unarmed like shootings. You know what I mean? Like nobody is saying anything it's in whispers, right? Or people behind the scenes, but it's like never anybody really like on the news. Well, they did say in 2006, you know, it, it, you don't hear about that. It's like hitting and they're talking about uh, police officers need to learn black history, all kind of crap. And it's like, wow, they're really insulting us. You know what I mean? So I, I found that to be very interesting because I mean, think about it. If it was like Black Lives Matter or the Black Panthers infiltrated the police department and you see all of these unarmed white shootings. I mean, they're going to talk about it real quick. Oh, yeah, by the way, actually, that doesn't even need to happen. Yeah, they don't. It doesn't even have to be any unarmed white shootings. It could just be straight up. Uh, if they found out that Black Panthers and Black Lives Matter uh, infiltrated or uh, went inside the uh, you know police uh, force, you know, it'll be like on the news, you know what I mean? Like, you know, they, they definitely will mention, even like I said, there aren't any shootings or killings. They will, you know, mention it and make people aware, you know what I mean? Or what's going on. But it's interesting, you know, but you know what it is, you know what I mean? So there's no point in pretending like you don't know. But, um, and I'm what I'm referring to, you know what the, the plan is, the goal, you know what I mean? So um also too it gives you sight to what other officers may have to go through behind the blue wall you know what i mean like for example i saw a video where there was a a black woman she was a black police officer actually no excuse me it was a white police officer he had uh, a suspect in handcuffs a black suspect in handcuffs and so as they as he was taking the black suspect to the police car he was roughing him up like the black suspect wasn't even doing anything like he was just cooperating and this police officer kept like just roughing him up and so it had to be a a black woman officer to actually like she didn't push the officer off of him off the uh black suspect but um she kind of like like you know how you like you see it a lot in basketball like with like you're on the same team and the person is like either too close or they're away from their defender or you don't want to guard that defender or the or the main player doesn't want to guard that defender so what they uh do or um, not guard the defender it doesn't make any sense um my bad it's, it's kind of early and i haven't been asleep yet so what happens is you want the person to defend you know the other player and so what that 
person of the same team will do is get that person and push them to defend the other player. And so that's what she kind of did. That's the that's the the body the, the shove she kind of did. Like you know, like go over there. You know what I mean? Like get away from them type thing. And she put the black suspect in the car. You know, and you know after she kind of pushed the white police officer or the white race soldier because he didn't have to do all of that, and he was doing it for a reason. I mean, you know, clearly she she knew not to do that, and she got him in the car with no problem. So. Yeah, so yeah, so she kind of, like how she kind of pushed the race, race soldier off, you know what I mean? That that kind of was interesting to me, and nobody talked about that, you know what I mean? Like nobody, I think it was on the news where they were playing it, and they didn't, they didn't elaborate what just happened there. Like you could totally, totally know what happened, but you know, they're in cahoots. I mean, we can pretend like we don't know, I mean, in the police department, and the media, but you know, like, you know, or, or you just be, you know, you just be surprised every time something like that happens, you know what I mean? So they didn't say anything about it. You know, they just, you know, glossed over it as if nothing happened when that woman cop kind of pushed the white uh, uh, race soldier to get away from the black suspect. So, so yeah, you know, it, it just, you know, this is what it is. Now, back to the film, though, um, the dislikes. I won't even say dislikes. I would say I was a little confused with the relationship between Tyrese's character, uh, uh, Miles, or Milo, excuse me, uh, nicknamed Mouse. Uh, I was a little confused with the relationship with that character and the character Missy. Um, I believe they were related. Uh, I think they said that in a certain scene, but I didn't see the comparison. Excuse me. I didn't see the compassion for the character when Tyrese's character was in a situation. You know what I mean? I didn't see the compassion and it was just kind of weird. And and it kind of made me, I, I forgot that they were related by that scene. So I wasn't sure. I was just, and there's an interesting thing. I uh, spoke to three people who actually saw the film too. And they said they were, they were confused too. So it wasn't just me. Cause I, you know, sometimes I might be looking down typing stuff into my phone while the movie's going and and um and i'll miss things sometimes i can just be slow you know what i mean but i'll miss things so i talked to two other people that saw this film and they also said they missed it as well they were confused on that part so it wasn't just me and um uh i wasn't a fan of tyrese's character at first because he was kind of negative or dismissive of the uh, main character but the action, his action spoke louder than words. I think that was the main thing. Like, like it was just, it was about his actions. Like, and you got to understand the character. I, I think the disconnect with me, it was because it's a movie, right? And it can't be too long. You can't add a whole bunch of stuff into it. But I think it, it was just mentioned that Tyrese's character, Mouse, was actually, uh, he was, he was on parole um, he had a child. Like I thought, I don't know why I thought. I'm just thinking the whole time that he, that was his store. Like he owned the store. You know what I mean? So I think that's what, what, what messed it up for me. You know what I mean? Like I'm thinking that Tyrese owned the store for some weird reason, but he was just working there, where you know working the cash register, and so you can understand the, the disconnect then. You know, knowing that all right, you know, I made a mistake, and you know, and and now I know that not now I know, but. 
eventually I figured that, you know, he was just working into in the store. He didn't own it. I don't know why I thought that. But anyway. But yeah, so um so that's like I said, it's not really a dislike. I kinda got hip to that. And it made sense. It made sense to why he acted a certain way um toward uh, Alicia. And um and I you know, and also I get the tension between Milo and Alicia. I think that adds to it. But maybe it just went on a little too long. I don't know. I'm being picky. I gotta say something. I can't really just you know, say everything positive, so I gotta say something, so I, you know, it's not a super bad thing or whatever, but it was just, I don't know, it just kind of, it didn't rub me the wrong way, but it just felt a little weird, I don't know, it could just be me, and uh, it was kind of weird that Darius had clout over the race soldier, Terry Malone, um, that was the, uh, the, not the bad police officer, but the uh, race soldier, who uh, was behind the murder of the young black teen. And so Darius was kind of, you know, it, it was it was just a relationship that Darius and Terry had. And I wasn't sure about their relationship. Now, I spoke to one of my friends, you know, one of my OGs. And, you know, he, you know, he, he did his thing, you know, in, in, in the streets or whatever. And he told me, nah, he was like, that's pretty normal because it felt weird to me like why would you know a police officer that's in the crime or whatever why would he you know keep you know like have a rapport or have a relationship with this big time you know uh dope dealer and kind of not be barking on this dope dealer like he barks on everyone else so i thought that was fake but then you know like the og kind of you know he said, you know, talk to me about it because he saw the movie himself and he was like, yo, um, you know, for one, you know, the, the, um, uh, not, I was about to say Tyrese's character, but uh, Darius, you know, he actually is paying them off. And on top of that, they say when they do like different deals, uh, normally somebody takes a picture, you know, that's like the smarter way when, you know, you have the police in your pocket uh, you have someone take a picture of them, of you handing money to the, you know, to the race soldier or whatever police officer that's doing, you know, that's bending the rules or breaking the rules, breaking the rules, I should say. So you have him uh, taking a picture of the police officer, you know, accepting the money in that way, if anything happens and if that officer wants to try to come back and arrest you for whatever, you know, revenge, whatever the case may be you have you have like the picture you can blackmail and be like yo you know what i'm saying oh you really want to do that before you know before you turn me in just know you're going down with me because i got evidence you know what i mean so he was telling me like that he was like yeah that was kind of real so i'm like oh okay so that changed my outlook you know what i mean so i was like all right that's that's interesting um now for this part uh yeah this part oh i like this is going to be a spoiler Part, I think it's going to be, I guess, 10 seconds, not not starting now, but um, I don't know, like this part here, you know, made me feel uncomfortable in the movie, but I understand why that the scene was in there now, but you know, I just look for certain things, there's certain things that you, I, I guess if a black, if a white director or writer actually had this film or made this film excuse me and they did this um 
it would be symbolic for something, but by having the uh, black director uh, do this, I can understand the other way of seeing this part of the movie. Um, I don't want to give it away because I feel you should see it. But then it took me a while to come to understanding about, you know, why that part was seen was in there in the film. It's a lot different from a Django film. You know, maybe you can put two and two together. A Django film or a Harriet Tubman. No, excuse me, not Harriet Tubman. The Harriet film. Maybe you can put two and two together. But this film had the same thing that the Harriet film had and also Django. The problems with those films. And, um, but this film it was for a reason because the messaging the messaging was for people to step up like if you're in the police department and you're witnessing something bad happen you know like something illegal that the police are doing you know it's telling you to be a whistleblower you know that's that's the first thing that the movie is telling you to be a whistleblower have integrity and so with that in mind Seeing the ending, well, excuse me. So seeing the uh, that part of the film, it kind of made it. Um, it kind of made it, you know, like okay, I see where you were going. I mean, it's kind of risky when what you did, because you definitely want to follow that trope with the Harriet and also Django. You know that you know that part of the movie that kind of rubbed people the wrong way. But um, but yeah, this film. It was different. It was a little different on that part. Like you can feel some type of way about it, but if you do, I would still say go see this film. Don't let that deter you from seeing it because, like I said, I felt like it was a. The messaging is, you know, for you to, you know, speak out. You know what I mean? Like don't go with the system behind the blue wall. You know what I mean? Speak out. Be a whistleblower. Don't be a snitch, but be a whistleblower. There's a difference. You know what I mean? The snitches. Takashi actually Therese explained it very great and you know what I mean very well he said uh you know the snitch is Takashi and you know and 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 a whistleblower is someone that's upholding the law you know what I mean that that's that's uh standing straight and saying the injustices injustices that's going on you know, and that needs to be exposed, especially when the higher power is doing something they have no business doing. You need to be exposed. So, um, but yeah, so I did, um, uh, uh, you know, that was the thing that made me feel uncomfortable. But then again, it's not fully bad because it had a reasoning to why that part happened in the movie. I was going to spoil it, but I changed my mind. If you see it, y'all know what I'm talking about. If you've seen Harriet. And seeing Django, you probably know what I'm talking about. So anyway, also too was this part in there. If you're a video, anyway, I'm not gonna even say that part because that's you know that's stupid. Anyway, the uh, what I, I I was pulled in to this film from the beginning. It was, but it was too high. Like like when I was pulled into this film, I was like, man, like I was like, man, this gonna this film can't be this good, this fast paced throughout the whole film this this has to drop off you know what i mean because the only film where it kept me into it the whole time like it never dropped off to me was the matrix because that's actually probably my favorite movie because that's the only one where i saw it and it never 
I never, I never felt a drop, meaning like not a, you know, like it never fell off like the cliff. Now this, this, and I, not to say this movie fell off a cliff. Let me take that back. It's not to say that it was a drop in, um, in interest for me. Um, this movie is never, it's not like that. I, it was parts I was uninterested or it got boring. It never was boring. Um, it was like a roller coaster ride, to be honest. That's the best way to kind of put it. You know what I mean? So, but then there were certain parts that kind of I wasn't sure about. And the thing is, I probably messed the movie up for myself because I didn't know certain things, like the whole, you know, um, uh, making deals, under table deals with the police. You know, I didn't know, you know, what went behind that. You know, why, you know, the dope dealer would feel confident. You know what I mean? That he wouldn't get double crossed. Like I didn't ever thought of that before. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So I, I you know, so that changes things. Um, it didn't change the fact that you know, like for some reason, dope dealers like to stand behind the gate and grill the gate. You know what I mean? And make these faces, like these tough guy faces, behind the gate and move to sadistically. You know, as if you know the camera is there filming him. You know what I mean? I felt like they didn't have to put that in there, but hey, I mean, it's small parts, small parts. But you know, anyway, um, um, it was good, you know, to see uh, what happened behind, you know, the 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 blue wall. You know, what police officers may go through. I believe I mentioned that earlier. Also, uh, Naomi Harris was amazing in this film. I mean, I am, I'm. She's dope, man. She's dope. And, you know, for her to even come out of retirement, you know, to, to take this film. And again, like I said, just to come in and have respect for foundational black Americans. I mean, that's really, really big. You know what I mean? That's that I feel like it should be, you know, all all around respect. You know what I mean? And I feel like especially if you, you know, come over and you're playing a, a role, an American role last thing you want to do is speak down on, you know, the foundational black Americans in this country, you know, or, you know, and then, and then play their role. You know what I mean? Like I mentioned with the whole Harry thing, you know, and, and then you play a legend's role and then, you know, I, I probably will do a Harriet, um, a Harriet, uh, podcast just so I can, you know, I don't want the Harriet to, movie to oversaturate this film because and the importance of this film but at the same time it was put together for, which is strange like you know it came out around the same time and they usually do that like when films have a point or have a voice especially black films and for some reason they'll throw another black film to kind of you know like to, to absorb the tickets you know maybe like a strategy for money or maybe uh so you can not get the message out there you can divide the audience you know what i mean so um i do know i did notice that and that's why i'm you know i guess harriet is being compared because they came around at the same time maybe a week or two before or later um also with this film this is the first ever film in the history of film to star african-american female as a lead uh police officer or a lead uh or lead as a cop you know first ever like it's 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 not any lead black female leads that are playing uh, police officers in the film industry which is interesting and also this this film does have replay value there's things now 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 that i understand it and i thought back on it 
I kind of want to, you know, rewatch the film and, you know, so it can be, you know, uh, cohesive, not cohesive, but it can, it can just run, you know, in my mind or just run where I can not think about it. Like, well, will a dope dealer really do this? Like, how do I, you know, I don't, I never sold before been in that situation. So will this happen? You know, that way I can just kind of just, you know, flow through it and enjoy it and watch it. You know what I mean? Uh, the story was thrilling and you didn't know where the story would end. You know what I mean? That's what's one good thing about it. Uh, this movie touched on a subject from the black perspective that you really would hear about, uh, especially in the police department. And the locations and settings were, were shot pretty well. I mean, it introduced you to the New Orleans neighborhood. It made you feel like you were part of, part of the neighborhood. You know what I mean? So it kind of like, I don't know, it just... I like how they, you know, like you went through the house, not the houses, but the backyards. And, you know, that's one thing about neighborhoods, uh, especially when I was growing up in Liberty City, uh, uh, Seaport Savannah. Like, like you're always going through, like cutting through yards. You know what I mean? Like people don't really trip like that unless, you know, they trip. You know what I mean? So, uh, but yeah, like you would cut through yards, just not so you don't have to go all the way up the street. You know what I mean? And, and I'm saying not I mean a lot so now I can't say it because y'all gonna pay attention because I brought it to your attention well you can't just cut through or you you can you don't feel like walking up the street so you cut through people's yards and or property however you want to put it and 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 that's what they were doing and that's one thing when you're familiar with your neighborhood because you know all the shortcuts around the neighborhood and so that's what they did so I, I did like that I did like that uh, comparison. Um, and speaking of comparison, what does this film remind me of? Remind me of several films. Um, I, you know, and not like, like to the T, but it's just certain things that just, it, it either reminded me when I was watching it, or I would say, um, uh, elements, I've seen elements, or it just had a flavor you know, but I would have to say uh, the comparisons, uh, the Warriors, Ricochet, remember Ricochet with Denzel, uh, Training Day also with Denzel, and uh, Copland uh, with Sylvester Stallone, and uh, the movie, this message, uh, or the, the message that this, that this movie has is to get back into being human, you know, uh, get back into being human and, and caring because uh, that's that's where uh, Tyrese's character Mouse comes in. Uh, he he had so much going on that he didn't want to get involved, you know. So yeah, and 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 I think the movie relayed that message uh, clearly, and because I couldn't understand it at first, but then you know thinking back on it. It was like, yeah, that, that is the message. That is the message. That's the message the director wanted, you know, that, that he tried to get out there. And uh, so uh, this brings us finally to the end. I know I kept you. Sorry, guys, but thank you for lasting this long. So the rating for this film, I give this film eight and a half body cameras. Yes, eight and a half body cameras. So, uh, yeah, which is a shame because now, like, you know, body cameras don't even work. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it works, but it doesn't make excuses to tell you something that you didn't, you know, that you see, you see what's going on and it just tell you. They try to, like, I guess, I guess it's like, it's, it's good training, right? 
you know, I mean, you know, even though you're looking at the camera, I tell you something isn't there or the person is doing this and you're like, wait a minute, I don't see that. You know, maybe some people are, well, wait, maybe, maybe I did see them do this. It's like suggestion. You know what I mean? So that's what they're doing now. You get the cameras, body cameras, the race soldier is doing something that he has no business doing. And so now it's like, you know, you try your best to, you know, suggest to the audience that this is going on to kind of throw them off. But yeah, but I suggest everyone go see this film. I mean, it's a dope film. I I did enjoy it. Like I said, it was like a roller coaster ride. And looking back on it, you know, certain things that, you know, I, I, I thought I disagreed with, but it didn't. It made sense. It just had to like, it had to sink in, you know, afterwards, like a couple of days afterwards, to be honest, a few days afterwards. And so it's like, yo, like I said, it has replay value because now I need to go back and see it again and watch it and, you know, like straight through. And that way I kind of have an understanding of what's going on and won't feel weird about certain things, you know? But yeah, man, that's what's up. I appreciate you listeners. Thank you for checking in, checking out this film. And uh, please continue to make me last by giving listeners support to the podcast. And y'all take care. All right. One.